Okay, guys, welcome to Convo Courses Podcast. And um, my name is Bruce, first of all. And every week I talk about GRC, which is governance, compliance, and risk. And that's just another branch of cybersecurity, also known as information security. I tell people how to get in this career field. I talk about uh, what you need to be successful in cybersecurity as a whole. And um, I'm live on YouTube, on TikTok, and on um, Facebook. So let's get And Actually, what I'm going to do is any if you have any questions whatsoever, you feel free to ask me. I've been in this field for over 20 years. So anything you want to ask about how to get into this field and make 100000 or work from home or whatever, I have a lot of information on this. And this is from somebody who's been doing it for many, many years. And I want to start off by just um saying that uh acknowledging that there's definitely sexism in tech not in tech and um this is not this is coming from just things i've seen for sure so um i and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna keep you i'm not gonna hold you on this subject for long i know it's a very uncomfortable thing to talk about but i just want to acknowledge that it's happened and i just want to tell you some personal stories about it I stand by what I said before is that information technology, cybersecurity is so in demand and so needed that they will hire you regardless of whether you're black or white, Muslim, woman, whatever, because we really need people who know who knows what they're doing is willing to do the work. I stand by that statement, but I just want to to say that I have seen uh, sexism in technology before, and I want to start off by just saying some. The smartest people that I've met in technology, be it in um, in engineering or in information technology or in cybersecurity, have been women. All right. And so the first the first time I made 100K, like the first time I got to six figures was from a black woman. So I I've been a subject matter expert on this in this particular field for a long time. And she happened to see my site that I was breaking down everything that I just like I do here every week, but I just wrote this paper about it. And she saw that and she hired me and I asked for six figures and she gave it to me. This woman was one of the most brilliant people I've ever met in my life. She was running a, a corporation by herself. She And if you know anything about running a business, like you have to know the back end of it, you've got to know the financial side, you have to know and then she's doing it for the government. She had a government contract where she was making like a million a year. So she was able to pay me a hundred thousand and, and have me traveling all over the place. So this woman was absolutely brilliant. And I saw her teach. She was magnificent. She just knew how to take a complex uh, issue and break it down in a simplified way. She was very, very brilliant. And then some of my, my best supervisors have been women, women of color and, and otherwise. They have been women. So I want to say that my my co-workers who have been women have been as effective or more effective than any man that I've ever met. And I can give you example after example of that of people I've worked for. That being said, sometimes they're treated differently, mostly by peers. So the peers will say certain things or do certain things to kind of like not patronizing necessarily, but I think it's an ego thing. And I just want to give you a, a specific experience that I had on a call. Um, and I, it's very uncomfortable to talk about it, but I think that the first step of healing is to acknowledge it. So I was on a call and I'm not going to name any names, 
The names will be changed to protect the innocent. I don't want any backlash, you know, from the people who act this actually have no, I know their names, you know, I, I know what company it was and all that stuff, but I'm not going to voice all that. That's not the purpose of this. I'm not trying to out anybody or anything like that. I just want to acknowledge that this does happen. Sexism does happen in IT and in tech. Okay. So here's it. Here's what happened to me. So I was in, um, we were in a meeting and our, our lead person for vulnerabilities, what the vulnerabilities was, a was a woman. And, um, she was very good at it. You know, even though she was new, she was actually very good at it and very diligent at what she did. And we were on this call and our lead ISO was leading everything. And he said something that was factually wrong. And so the vulnerability uh, person in charge, she corrected him on the call. And it was me. It was her. He was on there. And then it was a couple of our colleagues, all information security guys. It was it was all in-house stuff. And she corrected him. Right. He was wrong. And he was so embarrassed that he said, hey, you don't tell me what to do. He was like, you don't tell me what to do. You know, he said something to the effect of you, woman, you don't tell me what to do. Something like that. And he kept coming. At first, I thought it was a joke, like because they they were very, they were closer to each other. So I, you know, I was a remote worker. These people worked in the same office and they were close. They liked each other. They, they would joke around sometimes. And I thought it was a joke at first. But then he said it again. And then she started getting like, yo, what like. Her, she got a little standoffish and she's like, she had to calm him down. She was being rational and this guy was being emotional. And and I'm like, what the heck is going on here? She handled it so effectively on the call that I was like, I was quiet the rest of the time. Like, should this be reported? Like, what just happened here? So and that's just that's one instance that I instance that I saw where the guy, his, his emotions were hurt. And I and I think it's just from. um a ge different generational attitude towards the whole to the whole male and female thing. Like he, he was, he was, he was in his feelings about it because he got checked by a, a, a not only a woman, but a woman who was much younger than him. And I think he just got embarrassed by that. But in it, like in it, you're learning stuff all the time. You're not going to know everything. And sometimes you're going to be wrong. And this dude, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> This guy should know better. At he was he was much more senior to all of us, so he should know better. Like this constantly. If somebody comes in and is somebody's checking me about cloud, I don't know cloud stuff. Like that's not my expertise. You know, I'm gonna listen to them because I I don't know. Like I'm learning something, so I should, you know, I should I gotta put my feelings aside for a moment. And so that's what he should have done, and he didn't do that. And so. I just wanted to let you guys like I just think that if we acknowledge that it does happen that that's the first step of uh, getting of not allowing it to happen on your watch, you know, and if it does happen, you can, you can just kind of step back on that. And I, I understand how, how, um, why we, I hate these freaking meetings, those freaking sexual harassment and all those, I hate those things, but I, I understand why, because some men don't know how to act, not just men. Some people don't know how to act because women, you know, women can be, I've been sexually harassed before. And I, I was I was flattered by it, to be honest with you. That doesn't happen. <laughs> but I know if it happens too much like that's and, and it is affecting your career, then that's not cool. You know what I mean? That's that's right. If, if it especially if that person's your senior, like that's not really cool that like, you have to make a move. This person wants you to make a move like it, that's not cool. Like I, I can understand why we have those sexual harassment briefings and stuff. So 
Um, let me see. Somebody said, um, okay, I've got a couple people talking about this. Um, D-Truth says, I have been in the field for 15 years, and unfortunately, it's definitely sexist, a sexist in technology. You usually find it um, from people who always want to be the smartest person in the room. And D-Truth, that's exactly what happened. That's a great point. It's usually a very emotional man, a male, an emotional male who wants to uh, feel dominant and wants to feel like he's above it all. And um, like in this case that I just gave, like this this guy, first of all, this guy was an, he was an asshole. Like this, I hate this guy. If this dude, if he ever, if a reference ever comes my way and this guy's name comes up, I promise you he will not be working at that place because I'm going to tell the truth. I ain't going to embellish it. I'm going to tell the truth just like I'm telling you guys right now. This man, I this I have nothing but disrespect for this man. So it was coming from a from this dude was in his feelings and emotional. And just like D Truth just said, he wants to feel like he's the smartest guy in the room all the time. You know, it it wasn't. And this dude talked crap about everybody on the team, and they put this guy in the lead. You know, and that that like the whole fact that this guy was in the lead and was talk crap about us and he really destroyed our whole community. You know. Having this guy and there's people like that that give men a bad human beings a bad name. He was not a good guy, you know. I could I could go down a list of stuff that is this guy did. But D Truth, you're absolutely right. Thank you for your comment. Let me see. I got some other ones here. Somebody said, um, and I'll get to these other questions. I see you guys' questions here. How do you get into the field and all that kind of stuff? Uh, let me see. Ebony said, women are often treated definitely, uh, are often treated differently in it period yeah you know and that's something i've heard that's a great that's a great um stepping off point because that's another thing i want to bring up is that one of my co-workers and um this this person is a good friend of mine she got me a job um at a prestigious organization she recommended me personally so i'm in i'm in her you know i i definitely owe her a lot and um we we were coming from this other organization and then she moved on to this greater organization and and um, and got me this job because just off of her recommendation, because she was that good. People said, you know, if she's recommending Bruce, then he must be good. And I did the interview and, and nailed it and stuff. But um, it we got to, I was in this other job and then she she said that she was on a on a uh, at a site. She was a, we were all consultants. She went to a site on cybersecurity consulting and she said that the one of the clients mistakes mistook her for a program manager and she took offense to that she took offense to that and i understand why i mean she's a she's a firewall expert she's been doing it for 20 some odd years she's an engineer of the highest caliber you know to be to be to be questioned or to be mistaken for something outside of her career was was she took offense to it now i could i understand why but for me and me personally, a, a, a program manager in my mind is equal to or greater than an IT person. But for her to be mistaken for something that was non-technical, I think that that's why why she was offended by. It. So I do understand. And, and she like she she let him know like right away, like, listen, you know, no, I'm the consultant here. I'm this firewall consultant. Not, why do program manager even be here? Like, why? Why are you why are you bring this up? So. Um, that is a great women are treated different. And um, I just wanted to acknowledge that. And, and, and that's not to say, like, I don't want to discourage anyone 
from going into this into cybersecurity because if if there's any field that we need people um, need more women, more men, more people of color. It's it's definitely cybersecurity um, because women a lot of times come with a with a higher level of, um, of, of of emotional intelligence that many men don't have. To be honest with you, um, it's just and it's just the nature of our society. Like we don't teach men from boys to be emotionally connected um, like women are often more. Um, it's just the nature of our society that we teach men to kind of guard themselves, their emotions and kind of push, suppress their emotional side and not be as smart with it. You know, and it's just unfortunate, to be honest with you. Um, um, so I just wanted to acknowledge it. That's the first step of healing is to acknowledge that it does happen. Um, somebody said uh, this is a great transition. How often do you experience racism, overt or covert? Um um, I I've talked about this before and I I want to just reiterate that I don't I've cybersecurity is a is a career field that they need us so bad all of everyone they need people so bad that they're not going to turn you away if you know how to do the work. Um so how often have I experienced racism? Um I've had coworkers say things and I've never I've never had like my my female coworkers. I can't speak for them, but I know that they have told me these people who I respect greatly have told me this is what's happened to me, and I believe them. Uh, but for me, as a black man, have I had it overt or covert um, racial stuff happen in cybersecurity or in IT? I've had coworkers say things like really crazy, really crazy stuff. That's that's ignorance, you know. And and I'll I'll approach it two different ways. I'll if they if this is a person who just doesn't know and it's just they just said something out of ignorance um, or it's a friend of mine and I, I know they should know better. I'll just check them right there on the spot. I'll just say, nah, man, like that's the, the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Number one, you know, <laughs> if I love if I care about this person, if I love this person, I will take the time to educate them. But if I don't care, I don't give a damn what they say and I'll just keep marching. I really don't give a damn if I don't say if they so, say somebody says something crazy to me. I don't care. Like if I, if I don't care about their feelings, I won't I won't take the time to educate them. I don't think they're worth my time. And I know that I'm not going to change their mind and I'll just walk away. Has it has it happened? It has happened before. Normally, it's coworkers. Um, has it affected my career path? Maybe I, I wouldn't know that. So as soon as I get wind of it, like if there's something that I feel uh, um, is going to affect my career and it has something to do with my race or my ethnicity or, or whatever, religion, whatever it is. I'm out. I'm, I'm going to leave. You know, I'm not I, I just don't have time for that. You know, I got to get this bag. That's 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 how I think. Um, has it happened in in the apartments I'm in? I've I've had some pro, I've had times when me and some other people of color have, have approached me and said, hey, um, isn't this weird how this other person's getting promoted above me and our uh, this other person and this person has this level? Now, that's happened before. I can't, I'm not going to lie that that's happened before that certain people are getting promoted above, you know, somebody else who's like, you know, like, wait a minute. Why? Why is this person promoted? You know, and not to take anything, anything from that person who got promoted. But it's like, wait a minute. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen that. Um, but for me, for me personally, I'm about trying to get this bag. And as soon as there's any kind of it, as soon if the if it's something that's going to get in the way of me of me getting it, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to take it to HR. 
I'm not going to talk to anybody about it. I'm going to put in my two weeks notice. I'm going to plan out and make a strategy to get the hell out of there. I just don't have time. You know, I'm not Martin Luther King. I'm not Malcolm X. I'm trying to get a bag. That's it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, the, I'm just, that's just how I am. I'm not fighting uh, anything like that. I'm out. Um, I, somebody says, um, I think one of the problems, one of the main problems is most don't understand how how important soft, soft skills are. That's absolutely correct. Um, a, a lot of times in IT, uh, soft skills are taken for granted. And um, soft skills, what, what we mean by that is uh, ability to communicate, ability to write, ability to to talk to people in meetings, ability, you know, that those kind of things, the soft skills that are really needed. And some people in IT don't have, they're very, very smart technically. They can fix a router, they can fix a switch, they can fix a server, they can manage a server, they know how to code, but they're not very good with people. And they don't know any, sometimes they just don't know any better and they have to be educated. And they don't, we're not trying to change how they feel. Like, I'm not going to change. If you, if you've been brought up thinking, you know, a certain way about your culture or whatever. Uh, I'm not going to change how you feel, but you better act. You better act right. If you're if you're in my in my in my uh, corporate organization, you better act right. Here's the rules. Don't violate these rules. We'd be good. You can believe whatever you want. You know. Uh, let me see. Somebody says a very competitive field. Absolutely, that might have something to do with it. Um, somebody said I'm a nurse third user. Okay, I'll come back to that. Okay, wait a minute. Wait, wait. Somebody said, um, I'm a nurse of 30 years transitioning to IT. Nursing is very racist. Both nurses and patients. Oh man, I've heard this before and it's very sad. Most people don't understand don't understand kind human skills. Okay, I want to I want to talk about this one. My ex-wife, who, you know, ex-wife has a bad connotation, but we are very good friends. She's a very close, my closest friend, I should say. Um, she she was in the she was a CNA and she was a certified nursing assistant. That's what CNA is. And she told me and she's a, she's an Asian woman. And she told me about some real racial racial stuff that happened to her, you know, as a woman of color. And like people would say things. And she was she coming from another country. And she flat out said, like, why are why are people so racial in this country? Like, why are. Uh, there's this uh, the component of the older the older guard. I know I I don't want to speak in code here, but <laughs> I'm trying not to uh, to alienate um, people in in my in my audience. That's not my intention. But some of the older white uh, clients that she had were very racist. You know, it's from an coming from an older generation that they didn't have. You, you know, it was a different time. And so she would they would say certain things to her that it's like, yo, what the hell's going on in this country? And um, yeah, she had a couple run-ins and she understood like where I was coming. I told her, I warned her before she came to the US, like, yeah, it's like this. This is how it is. I just broke it down to her. And nursing is is a is a place where you're gonna the healthcare, the health industry in particular, like some of your clients are older and they're coming from that old 1950s, 1960s mentality and they were never reformed or enlightened. So they're going to say some crazy stuff to you. They're not even going to want to be treated by you, even though you're the smartest person in the room that happens to be black, you know, or happens to be a person of color and they're saying stuff. And it's like, like, you don't want my treatment. Okay. I'm out. <laughs> like, all right. You want this other person who doesn't know shit? Okay, by all means, have this other phlebotomist come in, 
You don't want a certified nursing assistant. You don't want a person who's done this a hundred times helping you out. Okay, I'm out. That's that's a, that's my mentality, and I will try to impart that impart that on her. Like, don't get too emotional about this stuff. Like you do at the end of the day, you're putting up drywall. You're you know you're just doing that job, and then you're getting the hell out of there. Don't get emo too emotional about it. You know you got to have some kind of separation. But yeah, the the healthcare industry. I mean, because you're dealing with a lot of older some of the older generation, like their mentality is gone. You know what I mean? And a lot of, in some of the times, like the time, the story that I just told you about the sexual harassment, not sexual harassment, but the, well, the dude was saying some sex, some, some sexist stuff. Um, he was an older guy, you know, he was an older guy. He's coming from a different generation. Not that that gives him a pass, but that's where, I think that's where it's coming from. It's cultural, you know? Um, I just want to join the CompTIA Security Plus course. I should. I just joined CompTIA Security Plus course. Uh, I should be done in four months. Awesome. Congrats. CompTIA A Plus is a good certification to start with. The next one you got to do is Security Plus. Security Plus is where the money starts rolling in. Uh, you can start uh, applying for some really serious jobs on that one. Let me see. Somebody said, uh, hey, Bruce, what are some good study resources for CISSP? What would you recommend? So what I what I did with the CISPD Truth was I I got the official guide. It's like sixty or seventy. It's not cheap, but if you go to the let me see if I can bring it up. What I did, and this is how I normally study, is I'll take one source. First of all, you need several sources, okay? But I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a couple sources that I used. I started off with the CISSP official official i'm just typing it in here official study guide and um let me show you what that looks like but you can also get the all-in-one book or or one of these other books any book will do i'm just telling you the one i use and um let me see if i can switch the camera here they they got to do something better about this freaking TikTok switching so this book right here will do let me switch my uh, Facebook, TikTok. Okay, here, here it is right here. So any one of these books will do. This all-in-one CISSP book is good. And um, what I do is I'll take this book and I'll just break it down in my notes. I'll, I'll put it in notes, right? I'll put the whole book in, in notes form to put it in my own, like, my own language in a simpler way that I can understand. And then I'll memorize my notes. I'll study my notes after I'm done doing the whole book, right? So if you're do, taking notes on the book, the reason why I take notes is because I have to keep it brief. I have to keep it to the point. I can't get too much in the weeds. So I'll take notes on the whole book, right? Then study my notes. Another thing you want to do, another resource I would recommend is those questions. They've got these databases of questions that you can take. And what people will do is they'll, they'll after taking the test, they'll come up with some questions, not specific questions from the test you're not supposed to do that's not allowed but they'll come up with questions from the test and let me see the site that i used to go to it's called ccure.org and you want to what you want to do is a is avoid those brain dump places because a lot of those are fake um a lot of those are are not real and they'll just have a bunch of fake questions on there i would avoid those like the plague they're very enticing. They're very like, man, this will this will be it. Like, all I have to do is take this one, this one um, brain dump, and then I'm done. Don't don't. I don't encourage brain dumps. Uh, not not a good idea. 
because you don't know what's real off of those. But what I will do is say there's a bunch of like a databases of questions. And I this doesn't look like CC Cure. This is like, I don't know if this is an old or did they update this or something? Um, They must have updated this. So I'm a little bit. They might have updated this, but this is cccure.org. Damn, I know this looks so different than when I when I took it before. Oh man, what is happening here? They used to have the this used to be free. This site, okay, this is it. So this this site right here will have you'll go to CISSP, one of these. Now you gotta pay for it, I guess. And then it'll have just hundreds and hundreds of questions that you can take that are practice questions and just go through them over and over again. And um, just to kind of get used to used to uh, the the types of questions you're going to get and, and and get used to the information in a question and answer format. Just go through the questions over and over until you just like know it off the top of off the top of your head. That's what I did. So number one, get one a book source. So I want you to use three different three different sources. Number one, use a book. Take notes. Study your notes. That's one. Number two, get questions when you're done with your notes and you kind of have an understanding of all the different category of the domains. Uh, take a bunch of questions and go through those questions. Another thing you can do is take do videos. That's the third one. Do videos. Just watch videos on places that you feel weak on. For me, crypto cryptography was my weakest point. So I just I really focused hard on that one, crypt, the cryptography part, because that's something I wasn't doing a lot. So. That's that's my advice on the CISSP. It's a great certification, by the way. It's a life changing certification. It's no joke. Uh, let me see. Our main topic today has been um, sexism in in IT and uh, how have I experienced it? Does it exist? It absolutely does exist. And I and I stand by what I said before in my previous videos is that if if, if somebody really has a need, an organization has a real need for you or an individual has a real need for you to fix something that is critical, they don't care if you're black. They might care, but they don't. Right now, they care more about this problem that's happening. You know what I mean, they might care that you're black. Like, oh, boy, here we go. Black, black guy or, or woman or whatever. It's like but if they're if their car does not work. Right. And they have no other options. going to be like, all right. OK. And then once you once you open your mouth. That's when their whole mind changes in IT. I can't say the same thing in other career fields. I can't say the same thing about nursing. I know it's different. I know you guys have it much, much worse. But in IT, somebody needs something fixed. They're going to do they're going to be like, all right, I'm going to listen to you. You know what I mean? And I'm going to shut up and I'm going to listen. Um, let me see. D-True says, I honestly think racism and sexism in IT are worse in some places than others. Like I worked and lived in the South. And it has been an issue in terms of having qualified people in leadership positions. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Um, I've, I've had a, an experience where um, I've seen a lot of people of color in positions of power. And so my 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 experience has been the opposite of that, D-Truth. Now, I can't speak for the South. I, I, I've worked for in the South a little bit. Like I worked in Huntsville. I mean, worked out of Huntsville. I was I was remote. So I wasn't there in person. I did have to go there in person once. And holy crap, I just drove just driving around. I was like, it was different, man. It was that people looked as I don't even want to go into it. But wow, 
there's some stuff going on there. I, I don't I don't understand it being a Midwest eat a uh, uh, East Coast, a uh, West Coast guy. You know, I've 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 woken, I've been living on the East Coast and Midwest my whole life. So I, the South is so different for me. I did, I mean, I I got when I was in the military, I had to uh, study there for like a year, and I was only in Gulfport, Gulfport, Mississippi. So I I've eliminated Gulfport's pretty open-minded place but even the people in Gulfport is like hey don't go here here and here just stay in this area here and you'll be fine you know and my friend there was like okay don't go to this they were telling me all the areas don't go you know what I mean so that's so I know the south is bad uh so does does it exist does sexism exist yes it does 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 racism it, it exists everywhere it's, it's permeated our entire society there's no way around it and honestly, even if, you know, me might say, well, it's because white people and white people this and white people that. I honestly think that any any dominant culture, any main culture, if you go to China, the Han, the Han Chinese people, they dominate everything and they impose their will upon. Every, I think any anywhere where there's a dominant culture, they are going to do human, stupid human things. You know, and I don't think that that's I don't think black people are exempt from that. I don't think Indian people are exempt from that. I don't think Southeast Asian people are exempt. I think it's a human problem, you know, and uh, it's something we all have to get over as human beings, you know. So and, and, and thank God that our thank thank God that uh, the U.S. is a, is at least acknowledging that there's a problem and trying to go in the right direction. Is it going fast enough? Absolutely not. Are there problems? Yeah, there definitely are problems, but at least there's, there's progress being made, uh, albeit very slowly and not enough. So that, that's how I feel about it. But if you go, if you've traveled, you'll see that there's, there's, there's really not just racism, but like ethno nationalism, there's colorism Southeast Asia is really bad about that. Um, they look down upon people who have even brown skin, like in the Philippines, for example. Like they'll they they put people with white skin on this on this higher pedestal. And I, I know I'm gonna piss people off with this, but this I'm just telling the truth. If we can't acknowledge that it's happening, then we're never gonna get any further. You know. So all I'm trying to say is that this this exists. It permeates our entire society, and and cybersecurity is no is no exception. But that shouldn't stop you from getting in this field because it does pay. I mean, I'm making multiple six figures um, and it's because, you know, I just. You, once you have the skill set, you know, it. I'm, I'm, I'm black as hell. Like, look at me. <laughs> you know, it's like but but I'm still making that 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 money. So that's what that's what matters. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Uh, somebody said. Uh, just trying to go through some of the comments and thank you guys for, for sending me these, these comments as a nurse. Um, I've been, I've seen it all. It's awful. Yes. I keep, I keep it pushing. Yeah. That's that. I know nurse nurses, people in the, especially nurses get it the worst. Um, haven't been exposed from that from my, from my ex, like who was a CNA, um, who's, who's still my best friend. Like she, she told me, she would tell me all this stuff and I'm like, damn that, you know, I'm the, it's so bad. You know, it's really bad on your relationships too. It's really, that career feels really emotionally. It's very difficult. So I get a lot of nurses 
and a lot of uh, healthcare practitioners reaching out to me to, to move out of that career field because it's just really it's really difficult. And um, I could definitely see what you're talking about. Let me see. Mike T. Man, my man, Mike T. Man, how you doing, man? We haven't talked in a while, man. Uh, we got some catching up to do. He says, uh, my my daughter is 35 years old and thinking of IT. What advice would you give her? And what advice would you give a female going into this field? Okay, so first of all, um, it is a male-dominated field, um, and a lot of STEM is male-dominated. Okay, so there will be – I want to tell you the bad news, and I'll get to the good news. The the bad news is you you will have instances where there's a bit of sexism or whatever, you know, uh, mostly sexism. I think that m people are really afraid of sexual harassment. That doesn't mean it won't happen. But I've seen a lot less of that type of stuff um, and, and a lot less complaints from my from my female counterparts telling me about the sexism part. But I know it does happen. Um, so that part, she won't have to worry about as much. But there, it's a it's a male dominated field. And sometimes they'll women feel a little bit marginalized from. And I understand like it's it, it rightly so like they feel marginalized because they are. Um that being said, my the smartest people I have met have been women. My my smartest um, coworkers have been women. My that's what I'm telling you is that they can do it. Not only can they do it, they can do it better than, if not as good or better than a man. Okay, so that that let's get that out of the way. So, what would I advise them if she's starting from scratch? Um, I would say start off with let me let me kind of show you some stuff here. You're gonna have to know IT. You're not. You can. You don't have to necessarily uh, have experience in this field to to get in the door. But you have to have knowledge. And let me show you what I mean. You gotta have a, a knowledge of information technology. So what I did was I took the CompT. I was in the Air Force when I did it, but they had me take a bunch of certifications, and I was learning. IT as I was getting the certification. Now, the great thing about doing it that way is at the end of your learning, you can actually walk away with a certification if you like. Now, the the one of the top ones you can get is a security plus, but it's a security plus. You have to already know some stuff. Right. But this one, you this one's really starting you off from scratch. CompTIA A plus. So I the reason why I recommend this a lot to people is because it breaks down the fundamentals of information technology. And let me let me switch my screen for the people in. Um, this is um, I, know, I know some of the gurus are saying, don't get the CompTIA A plus. It's a waste of your time. But I'm talking to people who don't know anything. If you literally don't know anything about IT and you, you want to start somewhere, this is a great place to learn. Now, if you have the resources and the time and the money and the energy, the best thing you can do is go to go to college. I know it's not popular for people to talk about that, but college is um, is one of the best things you can do, because right after your degree, while you're getting your degree, number one, you can be getting your certification and getting experience at the same time. And then when you get out of college, you have a degree and that just makes you more competitive against people that uh, who already have a degree. Right. So it just makes you more money. So that's the best. But if you can't do that. Do CompTIA, go through that, go through all the courses, and then um, study for it. It'll let me show you what it's going to teach her. It's going to study. It's going to teach her. Let me see. Let me see if I can find it. And this is just them comparing it to college. If you were to go to college, it's going to cost you all this. Oh, this is how much they can make. Okay, we'll come back to that. 
But first, I want to show you like what types of things you're going to learn. Here it is right here. So you're going to learn hardware, software, operating systems, troubleshooting, security, networking. These are all the things that you're going to learn in uh, in A plus uh, CompTIA A plus. So I would say it's a good start. Now, if you already are very smart at IT, if you already have been doing this for a while, if you're the subject matter expert and geek in your house, then go for the security plus. You know, if if you you think you can go for it, like go for the security plus. Now, security plus is expecting you to already know a lot of the stuff that I was just pointing out to you. Hey, the security plus is a better certification, hands down. It, it's going to make you more money. It's more of it. This certification is highly sought after. It's going to get your foot in the door faster, all that kind of stuff. So that's what I would recommend to you if if you are starting off. Like if I was starting off, these these are the, some of the certs I would do. Another group of certs uh, to get your once you get your foot in the door as far as the knowledge base, the, the common body of knowledge of IT that you need to know, you can get into Security Plus, you can get into Cloud technology that's that's one i would totally do now cloud technology is called the aws um certified professional um com, uh, practitioner uh that one aws practitioner is one of the top ones that i would do if i was starting off right now knowing what i know so that's that's my advice mighty man of, of what what direction to go in i hope that makes sense but you can always email you got you got my personal email so you could probably <laughs> you could probably just uh, mail me directly uh, let me see. Um, I've got some more questions. Wow, I got a whole bunch of questions on on TikTok. Let me just answer a couple of these. Um, pay skill for the same job, same qualifications, often less for women and women of color in in particular. Yeah, I, I don't doubt that. That I, I don't doubt that that's happening at all. I don't I don't doubt that. Um, just seeing what I see, like in this field, like how people uh, how people treat women like from time to time like their attitudes like damn that's that's surprising you know what i mean uh how to get into cybersecurity without a degree okay i get this question a lot how do you get a certification without a degree let me show you let's go back to this this uh right here so security plus is an entry level certification all right so this if you can get this certification it's entry level an entry-level cybersecurity certification, but it's difficult for most people who don't know anything. If you if you're coming in out of the out of the door, there's a lot of jargon. There's a lot of things that you are going to have to know before you get to this point. But if you if you're a subject matter, if you are a geek, and in your house you're the person who's fixing the computer, if you're if you're the person who's removing, you just happen to know the stuff. You picked it up over time, and you are already a, a, a nerd. For with computer stuff, then I would recommend CompTIA, uh, CompTIA Security Plus. Now, if you don't know anything and you're starting off from scratch, then I would recommend A Plus because you got to know the common body of knowledge um, that's going to get you to the point where you're a geek. And this is the A Plus certification. It's going to teach you things like hardware, operating systems, uh, networking troubleshooting, mobile devices, virtualization, cloud. It's going to teach you. Now, this is not an easy certification, okay? It's not easy uh, if you're starting out. If if you're, if you're brand, if you are already been doing this for a while, then this is going to be a waste of your time. 
<laughs> if if you've been doing this for a while, this 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 certification is hard and a waste of your time. But if you know nothing, CompTIA A plus is where you want to start. Now, that being said, you don't want to stop there. Um, that's going to be your starting point. All right. From A plus, the A plus and the security plus are going to be where you start. The next step that you want to do is go and start to specialize. And I would specialize in cloud. Um, there's a cloud certification called the AWS. You know, let me just, let me just, I don't want to lie to you guys. So let me just bring it up real quick. It's the AW, I know you, some of you guys are like, Bruce, it's, it's, the, it's the practitioner, you know. I know, but um, this is a great certification path that's really hot right now. And recently I was going through a bunch of, um, I was going through a bunch of interviews and a lot of people asked me if I had skills in this and I, and I had to say no, like, but out of five different organizations, four of them asked me about this certification. Let me, let me show you what I'm talking about. This is the AWS and there's many other cloud certifications, but the reason why I recommend this one is because AWS, um, Amazon right now is the dominant force in in cloud tech in cloud uh, computing um and if you're trying to follow along with me all i did was type in aws uh certification or aws practitioner but here it is right here it's on amazon's site aws.amazon.com forward slash certifications and this will tell you what you some of the stuff you need to know so this right here is telling you the certification path for this like I said, you want to start off knowing I basic IT. Security Plus and A Plus will give that to you. If you don't know nothing, go to the A Plus certification and learn something. If you already are a geek in this field or you've been doing IT for you six months or whatever, and you kind of you know the basics of how a computer works and all that, skip skip the A Plus, go straight to Security Plus. After Security Plus, get that certification because that one's worth something. Go and specialize in cloud computing. Cloud computing is is worth some money. If you have just this cert alone, people will be beating down your door. Uh, to do. Now, you have to have experience as well, uh, but this certification takes no experience to start, but employers are looking for you to have some experience. Now, the good news is you can get experience. That, that's the proper question is like, Bruce, how do I get experience uh, once I get in there? And let me tell you how to do that because that's the hard part. You know, knowing the stuff is not the hard part. The hard part is actually getting the experience. How you get the experience, like once you get your, you got to get the knowledge first, okay? Number one, there's a couple ways you can do it. You can start off, you can go, if you really don't have zero experience at all and you have no other ways to get it, you need to look at the job you're currently working in. If you happen to be looking in the job you're currently working in, uh, ask them. It's a, lot, a lot of times you're, you're, the organization you're working in needs an IT person or needs somebody to help with it. See if you can make a lateral move where they'll pay you while you're doing IT for them. Now, you, they're going to expect you to know IT. Like you can't just walk off and just like they're going to hire you and you don't know nothing. Right. You have to know something. That's why I said get the A plus, get the security plus, get the AWS, like get that stuff first, get the knowledge in your head first. Once you know it and you've, you've done your own labs, you've been messing around with your own computer, you've set up your own network in your house, you've been messing around with programming, whatever direction you want to go, then try to make a lateral move within your organization. Whether you're in retail, 
you work in a hospital and you're a nurse, you are whatever, ask the nerd, the place that you work at, hey, do you guys have any IT stuff? I'm trying to stay with you guys. I want to make a lateral move. You don't even have to, you can even volunteer. Like if they're not willing to do a lateral move and pay you to do the work, talk to the resident geek, the guy who's coming around fixing the, the, the wireless, that awkward guy that comes around and tries to fix your wireless. Sit down with that guy and say, listen, I, I'm telling you, it's going to blow their mind once you say, hey, I've really been thinking about doing IT. Like, can you can I shadow you? Can you show me the ropes? Like, I'm really interested in knowing this and say, tell them I've worked. I've done the security plus already. I, I got the certification or I've been studying for it. They're like, oh, you you you've been messing around with the A plus certification. You've been mess- you've 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 actually taken the security plus. OK, OK, this person's serious. And just tell them, like, I, I want to learn this. Is it okay if I shadow if you? What time do you work? I'll come in on my off-duty hours. I'll work with you. Now, you might be like, Bruce, I'm not working for free. Look, every bit of experience you get, you can put it on your resume. And that's where you get the jobs. Your experience is what the employers really want. Certifications is supposed to just tell the employer what you already know and have done. It's just a validation that you know the stuff, right? Now you got to get the experience on there and say, yes, I've uh, assisted with uh, this or that technology at this or that organization. That's what the that's what employers really want to see. Another place where you can get experience is Fiverr and Upwork. These are freelancer websites where you put your skill set and say, hey, do you want your website design? Do you want uh, do you I have experience fixing troubleshooting computers? I have experience developing cloud uh, technology. I, I I know how to do a cloud um, uh, a cloud in set up a cloud instance for you. I'll do it for you for X amount of dollars. Right. So that's another way you can get experience a freelance work. Another way you can get experience is if you if you have any kind of community organizations like your church or your places you volunteer at. Uh, your your university that you, if you happen to go to, be going to school or a local university you don't go there but go volunteer your work there ask them if they are they want their router set up ask them if they want you to find viruses and fix them for them ask them show them your your uh, credentials like you're a real person that you just want to help you're trying to get experience tell them that you know so those local organizations you can you can actually uh, solicit them to actually do free services. And then get that on your resume. That's the name of the game to get the experience on your resume. So those are just some few things that I would do if I was brand new to this and I didn't want to do a degree. You got to get the knowledge first. Number one, not, nobody's going to hire you without knowing anything. Get the knowledge first. That's the, the first bit of hard work you need to do. Then once you got the knowledge, you got the certification, whatever, without a degree, go and get the experience. And I showed you a few ways that you can get that experience. All right. So there you go. Uh, let me see. Got some Facebook questions. Awesome. Let me see. Somebody said, um, um, I pop, I popped up uh, over the Facebook for a better angle. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um, if you were me, would you attack the A plus course? How would you attack the A plus course? Um, I'm an older learner. Plus, my entire life has been nursing. Okay. Okay, Kenya. Um, um, A plus, first of all, for a new brand new person, A plus is a great start. But A plus is not going to be easy for a new learner. Okay. It's not going to be easy, especially if you're not technical. Here's 
let me show you another option for you. Just here, let me just show you another. If this is just another option for you to consider, okay? You don't have to do this. I don't necessarily recommend this unless it's an emergency. But let me just let me just show you um, somewhere else you can consider. Just want to give you more options, okay? On CompTIA.org, there's another certification that is it's not going to be good to put on your resume, but it's a really good place to start and learn. Let me show you guys on TikTok where, where I'm talking about here. I'm going to switch it. And I, I wish that I had a better angle for you guys on TikTok, but I'm kind of limited on TikTok because I only got like 3,000 subscribers on here. But this is called the uh, CompTIA uh, IT Fundamentals, okay? Um, this is like for people who really are illiterate on IT. Like you are, you don't know anything. This is not an experience. It's not an expensive certification. It's not, uh, it is going to be a much, much easier certification for you to take. It's not marketable, but it's a good place for you to see. It's only 130 bucks or whatever to take the certification. Uh, and, um, you have to find the resources to study. It might be on the site. I'm not sure, but it's called IT Fundamentals. Not going to get you a job, okay? This is just to get you to understand the terminology and things like that. It's it's By the time you're done with this, you'll know, okay, do I even want to continue IT? So this one right here is what you want to start with if you're really, really illiterate on IT and you really want a fresh start. Um, but if you're really hardcore and you want to make the leap and go crazy, CompTIA A-plus certification. This is not easy. Now, you're going to hear different things about CompTIA A-plus, okay? You're going to hear it's not worth your time. It's a waste of time. You can't get a job with it. It's it's BS. No, listen, this was my first certification. I currently make multiple 600, six figures, Okay. Uh, I make multiple six figures and this was my first certification. Now I've been doing this for 20, over 20 years. So I got all these other certifications and stuff, caveat, you know, but here's the thing. This was my first one. And I'm telling you as a teacher of this stuff, that this, the breakdown of how they break this down is excellent because they take you through all the common body of knowledge that you need to know. There's a certain, just like in, being a nurse, there's certain things you have to know to even call yourself a healthcare person. Like you have to know basics of HIPAA. You have to know the basics first, right? So this is where you're going to start. And I'm going to tell you some really, really great news if you happen to be in the healthcare industry. Really, really great news. But let's start here. Let's start here. A plus certification. Let me show you uh, what they, how they have this stuff. Like they've got study courses on here. That's not the cheapest certification in the world, as you can see. Um, but I can tell you this, if you're a nurse, this is way easier than nursing. It's it's different, but the knowledge base is way smaller than nursing. Because there's there's a, a limited amount of things you need to know, whereas nursing is just literally thousands of years worth of knowledge that you're cramming into your head. And, and IT hasn't been around that long, so you just don't have the same level. It's just not the same level. Now, I've seen you guys. This My neighbor, who's a very close friend of mine, she was going into nursing and she showed me her books and I'm like, what the hell? Nursing's hard. It's not even, it's not just emotionally hard. It is technically hard. If you can do nursing, if you are a nurse, you can definitely do IT. It's not going to be that hard for you. 
All right. You just need to know the fundamentals and the common body of knowledge. Now, let me show you the really, really great news about nursing. Once you get the A plus certification. OK. The next thing you want to do, don't get discouraged by this stuff. But the next thing you want to do after you get this and you should definitely if you are considering IT, you should definitely consider this. There's another certification that specializes in the healthcare industry. Uh, let me see if I can find it. It's called the H. Oh, my Lord, I can never remember what this thing H S H I S S P H I C C. I know you, some of you guys know exactly where I'm going with this. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'll just go to um, this site real quick. Um, so it's at ISC2 squared. And they have a certification that's specifically made for IT professionals who happen to be in the healthcare industry or healthcare professionals who want to go into IT. It's called, oh, HCISPP. Here it is right here. This is specifically for healthcare professionals. Now, you need to know basic IT stuff before you do this. Okay, this is like another level specialization. But this is what I would do if I was in the healthcare industry. I would take, I'd know the basics. I'd go to A plus certification. I'd study that, get the A plus certification, right? Now, if I was savvy, if I was technical, I'd skip the A plus certification, go straight to security plus. All right. So there you have different tiers and levels you can do. If you know nothing, you're, you're IT illiterate, you're just really slow for whatever reason with IT, and it's just not clicking with you so far, number one, go to the IT uh, fundamentals. Learn that one. It's pretty cheap. It'll let you know if you want to do that. If you have some, if you just are sharp with IT, you can learn it. Um, you, you know you can take that extra step. Go to A-plus certification, right? You're, you don't know much about it you're still literate but you need to know the basics yeah start off with a plus certification because the common body of knowledge that you should know is all there now you don't even have to sit for the cert if you don't want but i'm telling you this certification is worth some money in this industry like some people are going to tell you different but i got data to back up what i'm saying so the next thing you can do is if you already are a geek, you already know IT, you're the person fixing your kid's computer, you're the person fixing your friend's computer, you're the person removing viruses, you kind of have a really good understanding for it, go ahead and take the Security Plus, all right? Um, if, once you take either the A-plus certification or the Security Plus certification, okay, one of those, both of those are really good in the, in the industry, if you're in the healthcare industry, you want to go take the C, the H, C-I-S-P-P, this certification, right? This is what I would do if I was already in the healthcare industry. Now, let me explain why I would do this. Let me explain. This is gonna, this right here, I'm giving you some, some real game right here. Here's why I would do it. Because um, when you put this stuff on your resume, all right, and you get this, the, the, a little bit of experience under your belt by working at your hospital or whatever, healthcare industry, doing IT stuff, right, on your time. Or have them laterally change you over. When you put this stuff on your resume, you can keep your nursing stuff when you're applying for a hospital. How many ho A hospital will hire you as an IT professional who's also a, a nurse over me, a CISSP who's been doing this for a long time, but has very had very little exposure uh, in IT, right? Because you know the industry, you know the jargon, you know what goes into HIPAA already, 
It's, it's ingrained in your soul. It's been woven into your DNA. You understand the industry. You're going to be able to say things and say catch all the key words and catchphrases and key phrases on your resume and to them when you're doing the interview that I wouldn't even know. I know when my when my uh, friend was ta- telling me about nursing, often she would use words I didn't understand. <laughs> She'd use medical terms and she was just a CNA and she would use medical terms that I didn't. I'd be like, what? What does that mean? And she would break it. And I was like, oh, OK, well, that's, I never heard that word before. You know, so, yeah, that's what I would do. I would I would. Um, that's the path that I would take if I was a nurse or, or a certified nursing assistant or anybody in the healthcare industry that was trying to get into IT. I would take that path right there. All right. Let me let me answer some more questions here. Um, I've got a ton of stuff going on on TikTok. Let me see. Um, and they're raised younger and they raised the younger nurses. Okay. It's the same with teachers, cops, judges, news workers, everywhere. Um, do you do this work remotely? Oh, man, this is a great question. <laughs> do I work remotely? Yes, I do. I've been working remotely since 2014. And um, I'm actually... Uh, there's a lot more jobs out there for working remotely. And um, I want I want to educate you guys on this. If you're interested in doing cybersecurity or IT remotely, I, I got you covered. Um, so first of all, if you go in my link in description, link in bio, you will see a, a place to download a free uh, template. That's free template of my resume. So if you if we wanted to like, how do I write a resume for cybersecurity? And how do I make it so I can work remotely? You can download it for free. And the reason why I do that is, is so I can um, build up my my newsletter. <laughs> That's the reason why I'm giving it for free. If you're wondering, like, why would you give this away for free? That's the reason why I want to build. I'm giving you guys value so you can give me value back. And then that way I can keep in touch with you. I'm building my community. That's why I give it away for free. Um, don't have to do that, but that's why I do it. And um, let me show you how how and why. I work remotely. I wrote a book about this. And if you're interested in getting it, here it is right here. Um, there it is. Right. Let me just switch this in TikTok real quick. I've got a series of book this, books that's talking about how I've been able to work in um, how I've been able to find cybersecurity jobs, work from home and make six figures. It's in this series right here. Where I break down a lot of stuff I'm telling you guys, I've already written it. I wrote, I've been asked these questions so many times that I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and write all this stuff down. And so that's what I did here. There's a there's a downloadable book. There is a uh, a, a hard bet, a, a soft copy book. And then there's also um, an audio book on these. And it includes a book for working from home, if I could find it. Here it is right here. Work from home. At, at some point, this will be a downloadable book and a um, and an audio book. But here it is right here. It's on Amazon.com. And I'm breaking down. Uh, but let me show you. Let me see if I can show you the actual book real quick. And I'll walk you through exactly what's in the book. So you don't have to buy it. You you guys just happen to be lucky enough to be on this on this briefing where I'm going to tell you about how how I've been able to do this and a few simple steps. 
me see if I can find my most recent copy of this book and I'll, and I'll tell you what I'm talking about. All right, here it is right here. This is my work from home book. So let me break this down for you. So first of all, I'll talk about why, why I like working from home. And it has everything to do with the, the level of freedom that it get, that it gives me. Um, so I talk about, about that. Some of the challenges that it's not for everybody. Like everybody thinks they want to work from home, but not everybody is built for this work because some people are very extrovert. They don't want to be away from people or whatever. So that's the first thing I talk about. I give you a reason to keep reading the book. Then I go into, let me switch this. This is, um, this is not, not, not a good look on TikTok, man. They really need to fix that aspect of it. So what I talk about, after I tell you why, I tell I start to tell you how I've been able to do this. So um, one of the things I talk about is what you need to know before you even start. Number one, you need to have a, a obviously a, a decent enough Internet. I tell you, like, what kind of Internet you need. Um, you need a closed environment, especially if you're going to be doing security. Security from home is a little bit different than regular IT because you're going to need a place where People don't hear you talking about the client's information, right? So you need a place where you can be have quiet, but also have privacy and ha have uh, a, a levels of things like encryption, firewalls in your environment, like basic, basic security on your system. Uh, sometimes it, usually they'll provide you a, a computer, but when they don't, you need to have that stuff on your own. Um, so I talk about things you need. And it's not ideal for people with small kids because sometimes kids don't really know you know, that they need unless you can kind of get away from them because they just don't understand, uh, you know, when you need quiet, when dad or mom needs quiet or whatever. Um, there's some restrictions on on working from home. You need to know, like there's certain places you can't go. Like if you're thinking, well, I'll just work from this other country, there's certain countries and certain jobs that won't allow you to actually travel. So you need to you need to know that and where to find out how to figure that out. So I'll talk about that in the book. Another thing I talk about is the types of work from home. So this is this stuff that people don't normally talk about. You know, you just talk about you hear about the digital nomad and, oh, I'm in Bali working from this place or whatever. I'm done. I've done this stuff before. So I'm just telling you, like, yeah, you can work from Bali, but you should know <laughs> there's a couple things you need to know. Like you can't work from everywhere because some organizations are like, no, you can't go to that country. Or no, you can't even go out the state. You can work remotely, but you can or you have to come in sometimes. That's called like flex work. So there's different kinds of work from home. Um, another thing I talk about is how to actually find the job. That's probably what you've been waiting for. Before you even get to this part, I tell you all the you know, like stuff you need to know. But how do you find the job? You ask on your resume. I tell you explicitly how to do this. Let me just show. Let me give you one really good tip that's been working for me. So let me show you. So on your resume, which, by the way, if you are interested in getting this resume or a resume that has the format, a sample with my actual resume that's been getting me all these jobs, there's a downloadable in my in my bio, my link in description below or a link in my bio on TikTok. But if you're interested in this, download that resume. It has a little bit of what I'm talking about. You want to put it in your resume. See how I put here remote and for those who are not watching I put in the summary of my resume and my ATS style resume, another important key, 
is how many um, application tracking software resume, which I you, if you download it for free, you don't even have to. I don't even have to explain it to you because it's there. But you want to put in the first line remote work prefer, preferred or work from home preferred. That way the employer knows that this person is willing to work remotely because believe it or not, some employers are looking for people who want to work from home because some people do not. So you put that right in the top of your resume and there's other places you could put it to in your resume. Now, once it's in your resume and you have a resume that has keywords for the for the um, stuff you want to do, because that's another important thing is that you, if you're trying to work a IT job or a network engineering job or a cybersecurity job, you have to put certain keywords that they want to see in order for them to find you. All right. So once you're done with your keyword infested resume uh, that has work from home uh, stuff in it, you want to put that resume everywhere. This is where the marketing piece comes in. So what you're going to do is put your resume everywhere. You're going to put it on LinkedIn. You're going to put it on Indeed. You're going to put it on Career Builder. You're going to put it on basically the top 10 um, uh, aggregators. Put it on all those places because that is how they're going to find you. If you don't market yourself, if you do not put it on all these very important places, then they will not find you. They being the employers, they being the uh, the uh, technical recruiters, they being the uh, the human resources offices who are looking for you right now. You've got to put this everywhere. Now, the thing about remote work is it's very, very competitive. Even for me, somebody who's been doing this 20 years, I've got like four or five different high-level certifications. I got about three high-level certifications and a bunch of other certifications. I have a hard time getting these jobs because they're very, very competitive. Um, not a hard time, but it takes longer, I should say. It takes longer to get these jobs than it does to get a normal job. Normal being like the job down the street or the job uh, 10, 5, 10, 30 minute commute from my house or an hour commute from my house is easier to get that job than it is to get this remote job. The reason why is because hundreds of people are competing for the same job, obviously. Right. So I have to be more aggressive. You have to be more aggressive when going for these remote jobs. Do I work this? I've been doing this for five or six different organizations since 2014. So the answer is yes. And I can show you how to do it, too. Like these days, especially after COVID, more employers are open to uh, doing remote work. So you can do it. But it's it's a, a little bit of a tweak on your resume, a little bit of tweak in the marketing of your resume. But you can get these jobs doing cybersecurity, doing IT work. And I, I would argue even nursing. I've had some nurses actually show up at my house and, and they're now they have to do traveling, like traveling nurses. They have to go to your house and take your blood pressure or, or whatever for insurance companies. All right. Let me see if I can do other questions here. Somebody said racism is the worst part of IT. Uh, people of color, non-Eastern, non-East Asians experience toxic environments over 25 years in IT. And I know this for a fact. Exactly. Um, it, it does happen. Um, and I, I'll I'll stand by my statement saying it. Yes, it, it does happen. Now, if I was to tell you it didn't happen, I'd be lying. Um, mostly for me, my personal experience, anecdotal, like it's been uh, co-workers who have said things, but I I really don't give a damn about what they think. So, I mean, if they're a friend of mine, I will take the time to educate them, you know, because they just don't sometimes it's just ignorance and they just don't know no better. And I'll just tell them, hey, man, like, here's why that's stupid. <laughs> here's what here's why what you just said is the most ignorant thing I've ever heard. 
and you should be smarter because I, you know, you're a smart person. I've said this. A friend of mine said some crazy shit to me about black people or whatever. And I said, you know, I laughed. I said, you know, you are one of the smartest people I've ever met. And that was one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. And here's why it's stupid. And then I just and he just he laughed, you know, and that, that was the end of it. But you sometimes it's just like ignorance, you know, uh, as far as whether or not I've been hired on certain things. For me personally, I'm not trying to be a superhero in these organizations. So if they if they pass me up for some for, for some promotion or something, I'm not trying to be super Negro in these organizations. You know what I'm saying? I'm there to I'm there, I'm there to get a bag and leave. And then when I'm ready to get a raise that I want, I'll leave the company and I'll get a raise that way. That's how I feel about it. I, I don't have no feelings about it. I'm not trying to be their their hero. I'm not trying to be. And I know that's I know how that sounds, but there's very few cultures I've worked for who um, who I'd be proud to work for these companies. Um, I, I often feel like more like I'm trying to get I'm getting them rich, you know, rather than the other way around. So I know I I understand like what's going on here and I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to work the hardest at these organizations. I know that sounds messed up. And um, but I'm trying to do a job. I'm there to do a job. I'm not trying to I, I'm not there to save the organization from themselves. I'm not trying to change their mind about how they should feel about diversity. I'm not trying to you know, I'm just there to do a job. And if it gets in the way of my career progression, I'm out. That's how I feel about it. But that being said, I do. I'm I'm the best worker that I know. I'm the best most efficient, most knowledgeable dude that I know on the team usually, you know, so if they want to hire me, you know, it's, they're, they're going to get the best, you know, because when I, when I come there to deliver, I deliver, you know, but I'm not, that being said, I'm not trying to be, you know, <laughs> their top employee or anything. I'm just trying to do the job that's been assigned to me and I'm going to, I'm going to do the best job that I can. Um, let me see. Is your company hiring? I'm finished with my bachelor's degree in IT uh, assurance and cybersecurity defense. Yes. So I've known two companies that are hiring. Contact me directly if you're interested in this um, link in bio. Um, just message me. It's com it's contact at convocourses.com. And my not only my company is hiring and they're always looking for people and I get some huge bonus for it. So I want you to be hired. But my previous company is also hiring. And I can give you their contact information. Um, and then I know a way that you can, you know, the best thing for you to do is put your not just look at what I'm trying to put out there, but but market yourself. Put get take your resume, put it out there. Even if you don't have experience, put your resume in your create your profile on LinkedIn, on Dice, on Monster, on all these different places. And that right there will give you way more opportunities than I'm able to give you, you know. Um, do you do mentorships? Um, I'm currently a third year cybersecurity and software developer. My multiple uh, with multiples internships like you. You are my ideal person. This person right here is my ideal person. Like this is the person I can help. I help the most. I do not. I no longer do one uh, um, on ones mentorships. Uh, I just don't have the time to do it. To be honest, I, I barely have enough time to answer my emails and I've got some really important emails that I got to get to. Um, I've got companies contacting me about work and I, I don't even have time for them. So and they're going to pay my ass <laughs> a lot of money. So 
I'm, I'm doing all right already. And right now I don't have time. Like I have money. I don't have time. So I can't do mentorships, but the best way to get help is to, is to buy my book. So my book is, I've got a series of books about how to get jobs in cybersecurity. Um, if you go to Amazon right now, link in description, link in bio, you'll see that book that you can buy. And that's as that's going to be the closest thing I can do to mentorship. It walks you through everything I'm telling you right now, step by step um, about how to market yourself. And, and if you already have three years in cyber and software development, yeah, you, you should be making six figures right now. I, you can I'm, I'm telling you, I've had software developers who are app is called app security. And I just got to do like maybe it was five months ago, six. Well, actually, it's longer now. It's eight months ago. I got this dude who asked me this, what you just said. And they now are working a six figure job because I helped this person. I gave them I gave they just read my book. They went through my course six figures. Like I know I still talk to this guy on a regular basis. So, yeah, it works. It really works. Uh, let me see. Somebody said, good mindset, Bruce. Less stressful. Believe me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just uh, that's always been my mindset. Like some friends and family of mine tell me about what racism they're experiencing and stuff. And uh, I, I I feel what they're saying. I know what they're saying. But for me, like I'm just I'm there to do a job. I'm not there to be friends. So, I, you know, if they don't hire me and they hire because that's happened to me before. One of my jobs, I was there for three years. I was the most knowledgeable dude there on all the systems. They brought another guy in, hired this dude, and this dude was my boss. And then they wanted me to train that guy, right? And I was like, I didn't give a damn. I was working remotely. I'm making the money I want to make. And when I'm ready to make a move, it won't be through them. And they, it's their loss. I'm their best asset. They want to treat me like that. It's their loss. I, I lost no sleep over that. It, I was doing I was making the money I wanted to make. The job that they gave him is more work. Uh, so, yeah, they want to hire that guy above me and whatever. I don't give a damn. And, and lo and behold, when it's time to go, I'm you know, I made more money when I left <laughs> because, you know. It's their loss. They could have kept me. They could have had me, you know, and, and I think it mostly it wasn't because of my race or whatever. I think it was because I was working remotely and they wanted a person to be there. So I think it was more about that, to be perfectly honest with you, you know, and I was like, nah, I'm, I'm staying where I'm at. I want to be remote. OK, let me see. Somebody said, um, would you work at CloudStrike or ServiceNow as an information security engineer from out of college? Um, I've heard ServiceNow was one of the better um, organizations to work for. Uh, ServiceNow was rated one of the top organizations in the world to work out of a top 10 list with with thousands of different uh, organizations. So, yeah, I, I would work at any one of those places. I would work anywhere, to be honest, anywhere somebody would take me because I would be trying to get that that experience anywhere where you can get good, solid experience. In the field you want to go in, that's where I would work, to be honest. But this ServiceNow is one of the best organizations to work for. So if they're offering you that, that's great. And, and CrowdStrike is one of the premier 
right now one of the premier cybersecurity companies to work for. I mean, they're 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 pretty hot. Like they're in everybody's mouths these days. So either one of those companies would be a great thing to put on your resume, actually. So those that, that would be if you have that opportunity, I would take it. Um, let me see. Let me see. I'm looking, I'm getting a lot of stuff here on TikTok. I'm just reading you guys. I'm brand new to this and have zero experience. I want to start with the A plus certification. Yeah, that's that's a good idea, I think. Um, can you explain the difference between security plus and cybersecurity? Um, yeah, I can there so there's no there's no difference. Um, so let me break it down. So security. Cybersecurity is the protection of three main things. It's protection of the integrity, the confidentiality, and the availability of information. So let me explain those three. So you think of it like CIA, like the like the department, you know, the agency CIA. Confidentiality, integrity, and availability. Confidentiality is protecting the secrets of the organization. Like if they have secret sauce. If they have a, a IP that they want to protect, you know, um, if they have classified stuff, if they have uh, things that would help their competitors, that's the secret sauce. That's the secret information. They don't want to share it with the public. You know, think passwords. Think uh, think of the the special ingredients for Pepsi or Coke or whatever. Think about stuff like that. Patents, things like that. So that's the con they have to keep that stuff confidential. They have to hide it. They have to encrypt it. They have to make sure it doesn't get leaked to the public. That's confidentiality. And then you got integrity. Integrity is making sure when the data is in transit, meaning like you hit send on email and it goes from point A to point B, or if you are doing a message and you're messaging somebody else on Slack or whatever whatever chat program you have, um, the data doesn't get um, corrupted corrupted or changed in any way. Think of your bank when you think of integrity. Like when you hit, when you put $100 in your bank account, like when you're on your mobile, your phone, mobile app, and you want to transfer for $100 from here to here with Zill or whatever, or whatever you're doing. And then somebody came in between and put another zero in there. Now it's $1,000. That's integrity. You don't want anybody coming in between and corrupting the data that's going from point A to point B. That's integrity. So you got C, you got I, and now A. A is availability, data availability. Now think of a website. Think of any time you, you wanted to go to this important website, the weather website or whatever, and it's really important that you get that information. Or map, map information is very, has to be available all the time. When the map information is getting updated, when you're going from point A to point B or you're doing anything, you have to have availability. You have to be able to access that data constantly. So confidentiality, integrity, availability. As a cybersecurity professional, I'm protecting those three things. And that means we have to have firewalls. We have to have processes and procedures that are in place to protect the confidentiality of the information. We have to make sure that we have um, uh, encryption on data in certain, in certain points. The Security Plus is teaching you those three things that I just said. And that is the fundamentals of cybersecurity. Now, there's branches, there's other aspects of cybersecurity. There's uh, there's pen testing, there's authentication, there's um, identification, there's uh, non-repudiation. There's all this other stuff that all branches off of cybersecurity and all these different fundamentals that you need to know. But the main three are the ones I just told you, and everything builds off of those three. 
So if you know that stuff in detail and some of the tools and techniques and, and skills that you need to protect those three things, all the other stuff that I just said, it, it comes, it will be, it will be covered by those three things. Um, and the Security Plus breaks those things down in greater detail. Security Plus, cybersecurity is a very broad field, and Security Plus is is telling you the fundamentals of cybersecurity. So that is the cross uh, where those two things meet. Security Plus is a cybersecurity certification. It's it's one of the best entry level cybersecurity certifications. Hope that answers your question. Uh, let me see. Cross training. All my training has been on the job. That's awesome. That that's what I'm talking about. Um, do you code in cybersecurity? So that's a great question. I get this question often. There's a misconception with cybersecurity that you have to be super smart, or you have to be a coder, or you have to know math, or you have to have a security clearance. So it's a misconception. First of all, security clearance uh, is is kind of the name is not is not fitting. It should just be called a clearance because everybody conflates a security clearance with having being in cybersecurity. It's, it's two different things. A a a nurse or a a secretary or a CEO could have a security clearance because that's just validating that the person has a certain level of trust. So it just it's a background check for you. That's all it is. That's a security clearance. Cybersecurity is protection of confidentiality, integrity, and availability. Two separate things. It's a job. It's a role. Um, the other misconception is that you have to know coding. You don't. I don't know. I I am not a coder. I I've coded before. I learned it some of it in college, but I've not used it on my job very often. I've I've had I've been I worked at Northrop Grumman. I worked at SAIC. I worked at Verizon. I worked for the Air Force. I worked for the Army. I worked for NASA. I worked for several different organizations, high-level organizations. I can't point to any one of those where I need to know coding. Now, I had to know. It was helpful for me to know um, scripting uh, at a couple of those jobs. I at one time I did a SIEM technology, which is a security um, information event manager. And I had to know a little bit of scripting for that, but that was very technical. And, and that's one aspect of cybersecurity and not everybody has to do that, that thing. So cybersecurity is a huge umbrella and that umbrella includes things like GRC, which is governance, risk, and compliance. That means documentation, making sure the organization is doing what they, they're supposed to do. And that rarely uses any kind of scripting at all. Like you just need to know what programming is maybe what types of program languages there are that's a, that's about it as far as programming is concerned but there's been aspects of cybersecurity where i've had to know it like i was a at one point i was doing a lot of firewall stuff i was doing a lot of unix stuff i was doing a lot of network engineering and that included some math a little bit but even that was very negligible it wasn't a lot so, and that was, I don't even know if you get binary math. Uh, I was like making subnet masking, you know, but that's like network engineer. I was a network engineer doing that kind of stuff. So to answer your question is no, cybersecurity as a whole, you don't have to know coding. You need to know what programming is, what types of programming languages there are. Um, that's important because sometimes malware will use certain code 
and you you need to know like what what types of code if it's written in this language then what what kind of effect could it have what's more effective you know so you need to know like what it is but not like have to know how to code or or even do hacking or something like that so i hope that answers your question let me see somebody asked me on youtube how much experience does it take um in tech to jump to six figures um that's a really good question so it's it's not just about experience with six figures it's 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 a combination of things um it's it's experience is probably one of the biggest portions of it but it's not the only one it's also dealing with location and what 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 do you know um so those are probably the three main factors that I would say. And then another thing is another caveat, the smaller is the certification or degree or whatever that you have. Experience that you have will will vary. Um, but I would say at the very least, you need to have, I would I would say, I know people who, who are in this field for one year and make six figures, um, but they were living in like the DMV area. That's the, the DC, Virginia, Maryland area where six figures is not a lot. Like six figures is a hundred thousand after taxes. It's more like 70,000. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> six figures is first of all, not a big deal. Okay. <laughs> um, another, so areas, so different parts of the country that pays that will easily pay you six figures. If you have at least one year of, of information technology or information security experience or cybersecurity experience would be San Diego. Uh, there's some places in Colorado uh, that has a pretty big field um, for information security officers. And then the East Coast, some parts of the East Coast. But I'm telling you, 100,000 100, doesn't go far in New York. 100,000 doesn't go far in Virginia and D.C. Uh, like I said, 100,000. After taxes, it's more like 80, 70, 80,000. I know you're like, whoa, that's still a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not that much in DC. It's it's not that much in DC. I'm telling you. it's things, uh, things are getting expensive these days. So how long does it take? Uh depends on what you know where you live. If you let me tell you, okay, six figures in Maryland. So if you go to if you're in Maryland, DC, Virginia area, first of all, that's Six figures is low. 100,000 is low. It's not that much. Okay, so if you have a year of experience, a year or let's say six months to a year of experience, but you also have a, a security clearance that you got from the military or wherever, you happen to have one of those, and you have um, a security plus, you can easily make six figures with just those three things. Six months of experience, a security clearance, and a, a security plus anybody on this. I, I'm sure people who are watching me will verify that. We'll verify that. Um, if you are in a place like. Wisconsin, which has a smaller market, you're probably going to have to be a, a freaking director to get six figures. Uh, <laughs> it's a director with seven years of experience. Probably can't like it's going to scratch the surface. There's certain areas that just don't pay that much because their their cost of living is lower. So it really depends. But if you, I could tell you this, there's a couple things that's going to get you six figures. There's a couple things. Like if you're looking for six figures, I was like that too. You get fixated on six figures, but to be honest, it's not that much. When I, when I finally made it, I was like, yes. And it's like, hmm, 
you know, it's, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> I mean, set your bar higher, man. Six figures is is um is a low bar. <laughs> it's a low bar. But anyway, um, uh, let me see. So if you want to get six figures, let me let me show you a couple things. Number one, a, a professional level certification. That is going to get you six. Now, you're not going to be able to get six figures anywhere. You might have to move, but just a professional level certification. Like, let me give you an example, professional level certification. A CCNP as a professional level certification. Um, a CISSP as a professional level certification. A CISA is a professional level certification. Um, a this call, one called a VMware has a professional level certification. I can't VNP v, VSP uh, professional level certification. If you if you don't know what I'm talking about, then then probably you're not at you're not at the six figure level yet. <laughs> but yeah, a professional level cert will get you um, or an expert level certification will get you six figures. But you might have to move. Um, another thing that'll get you six figures is if you have about seven years of solid server level experience. Like if you've developed specialized servers, like if you've developed like Red Hat servers for seven years and you know how to do scripting and stuff like that, then you could probably get six figures just with that, along with no degree and no certification. Um, if you have... If you have a top secret clearance with Poly and you live on the East Coast, um, just with a security plus, you could probably get six figures. Um, if you have, let me see if there's anything else. You guys like chime in. Tell me, tell me what you uh if you have any other things. Oh, a batch um, a bachelor's degree or a master's degree in in um any kind of at STEM field. A STEM field means science, technology, engineering, mathematics. If you have a bachelor's or a master's in any one of those fields, um, then an organization would be willing to do an internship with you. That means teach you, right, in your field, and then uh, develop you further and then build you to six figures. So those are three of the main ways I know that you can get to six figures faster, but it also has to do with location because cost of living. So I hope that helps. Let me see. Going back. Um, I'm going to skip a whole bunch of questions on TikTok and then go to the bottom. And I'm, I'm going to start from the, from the most recent ones. Uh, recommendations from a good or for a good organization to work for. I can only tell you my experience from organizations to work for. Um, if you're, if I know that there's a couple of lists that are published each year for organizations to work for, it depends on the field you want to be in. Uh, but if you want to know, like you go to Google and then you type in top organizations to work for in whatever field. And I'll tell you my personal experience with it in a second. Um, but top organizations in cybersecurity. Let's let's keep it with cybersecurity. Top organization cybersecurity. Uh, let me see if I can find that list. So these are are specific to cybersecurity. Let me show you guys my screen here. And this is just their opinion about it. But I'll tell you guys my my personal take on best places to work and organizations to work for. Uh, based on my experience, but here's 
if you want to know like what what they're saying out there in the field and some of these are totally valid you got um palo alto is, is super hot right now it used to be cisco and then cisco's been taken uh taken for a ride by palo alto mcafee's on the list uh trend micro so these are specifically uh cybersecurity companies but um top organizations to work for because you can do it and cybersecurity anywhere okay here you go uh, Cisco's still on the list. Look at that. Cisco, Hilton, uh, Salesforce. But let me give you my, my two cents on this. Um, my two cents on this is that the best places that I personally worked for have been medium, medium to small companies have been the best places I've worked for. And the reason why is because they they don't treat you like just a number at smaller organizations. They treat you, I know that sounds crazy, but when I worked for Northrop Grumman, you're really just a number and they they don't not that they don't care as much as they just don't give a damn. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? <laughs> You're just a number at these larger organizations. Um, you're replaceable. They don't, you know, tend to unless you develop the system from scratch. I mean, they don't care that you leave. <laughs> you're a number to them. So at larger organizations, whether they be government organizations or their their contracting organizations, when they're really, really, really big, they everything is you're you're in a meat grinder, and then you're just churning out content for them, and and, and that's it. You're just a cog in the machine, and um, and that's about the size of it. But the medium to small companies, what I notice is that they'll take the time. Their VP, this company that I work for. And I don't want to name any names just yet, but it's a very good company. Like the culture is good. People's morale is good. And I just got hired and the VP contacted me directly and started asking me how, how I was doing. I've only been working there for like a month. And they're like, hey, man, how how's it going? How was your uh, do you every is everything good? That means a lot to a worker. You know what I mean? Like for the VP to come in and say, can, how can we do something better? Like, how can we make this a better experience for you? How's everything going? How are you? Where? How can we fix this? Right? That's what you get with small and medium-sized organizations, um, in my experience. Um, larger organizations that I worked for that were good, Verizon was, was really, they had the best benefits outside of the military that I've ever had. It kind of depends on what you're looking for. But I would say it's medium or small organizations. Verizon was actually very good for me, for me personally. But I've heard horror stories from other people. But I, my experience was that it was one of the best, had the best benefits I've ever had uh, ever. So, um, yeah, so that that's I hope that answers your question. Let me see. I don't have a degree, but I'm taking a, I'm taking risk management framework classes in in that security plus. Um, congrats. Yeah, that's that's uh that's good. Um, I will tell you in risk management framework, they're gonna look for experience, not to say that you can't get a job because security compliance is hot and they're always looking for people who are willing to do this work. So um keep keep at it and get that security plus and um and you, you have a great shot at getting in this field. Are you let me ask you a personal question? Uh are you a US citizen? Because a lot of the security compliance jobs require you to be a, a US citizen. Um, not all, but but most. Uh, let me see. 
Yes, I am. Okay, then that's great. So if you are a U.S. citizen, um, GRC, a lot of, okay, let me, let me be more specific. So when I say security compliance, what I mean is working for the state or the federal government, especially the federal government, they're requiring you to do more, um, you're going to be dealing with a lot of people's personal information. So you're going to have, you're going to have to work directly with cybersecurity that's touching pri not only private information, but sometimes classified information or sensitive, but unclassified information. And they want, they, they don't allow foreign nationals or non-citizens to get a certain level of clearance. Like they can get a public trust, which is not, it's not a clearance. A public trust is a background, invest, an intense background investigation, but it's not a clearance. A clearance is like a, a secret clearance or a um, top secret clearance and, and some other clearances that, that are out there. So that is, to, in order to be eligible for those, for the federal government, you have to be a US citizen. So. That cuts out a lot of jobs if you're not U.S. citizens. But that's not to say that you can't do security compliance because I've had I've done security compliance with no security clearance. Finishing up my bachelor's degree in information assurance and cybersecurity defense uh, defense in two semesters. What would be what would be the best sectors in cybersecurity? Are good uh, are good starting point to look for um, cloud cloud computing. Um, so I would I would recommend um, learning as much cloud as you can. Um, I would recommend doing uh, AWS cloud practitioner certification. I would specialize in that. It's it's really hot. There's not a lot of people doing it. If you know that, once you put that on your resume, you'll get a ton of calls because they they want people who know how to do that. Um, it's it's really hot right now. Like everybody, every what's happening is every sector <laughs> is going to cloud. Uh, and if, if you want to know what cloud is, you all of us have used it. If you've ever used Gmail, if you've ever used Netflix, if you've ever used most of the streaming services are all using cloud technology. A cloud technology is basically larger organizations specialized in uh, doing all of the compute, the, the processing for organizations. So what they'll do is they'll set up a virtual server or a virtual client, a virtual computer. Um, and they will manage the, the, that part of the infrastructure. They'll manage the server hardware in a, in a like secure warehouse somewhere else in another state. And an organization like, let's say, uh, FDA will have, they'll have a need to have like 50 terabytes of information process, not terabytes, it's crazy, but, um, you get the idea. Yeah, maybe fifty terabytes of information that they have to have uh, to have to have processed or do whatever, store it, whatever they want to do with it. So what they'll do is they they'll know like, wow, if we if we bought the enough racks for this, like racks of servers, it's going to cost us five point three million dollars to set up our own in house rack of servers. We have to have maintenance on all those racks of servers. We have to have all this stuff going into doing the 50 terabytes of processing we have to do. It's cheaper for us to just get a contract with, with, with Amazon and have Amazon run all those servers for us 
because they have the servers already. Google and Amazon have those racks of servers ready to go. And then there's other parties like Rackspace and all these other smaller organizations that do this too. But they'll have all the racks ready to go. I mean, it's already in a secure environment. It's in this warehouse that's managed by 24-7 uh, IT people who are always looking at those racks and backing them up constantly. And so FDA will we'll talk to a will make this have an agreement with uh, Amazon to have a secure communication so that all they got to do is log into those into those uh, servers and have all their data there. It's on it's encrypted. It's on all the servers that they need. They have all the bandwidth and tech and all the um, IT backup that they need. Everything is there. And it's much, much cheaper for them to do that. That's cloud computing. Now, I, I know that sounds like what they, I'm not to go into a warehouse. No. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> so the technology is all done remotely. So you will log into the servers from your house or from wherever, and you will be logging into those and learning to create those, the operating systems, create the servers, create the all that stuff. You've got to know a certain amount of IT to do it because you, you it's all the same stuff. It's, it's not, it's really not, it, the way that they're implementing is different, but it's all the same things. You, you still need to know basic information technology. You still need to know how subnet masks and networking works. You still have to know the fundamentals of security. Like you, all that stuff is, remains the same, but the way that they're doing it is in this, is in on a server that's remote. So cloud computing is what I would recommend that you do. Uh, let me see. Um, they will allow an ac uh, a NACL, um, an NALC background check uh, with limited with limited abilities. Most strictly limit responsibilities might also be uh, having on site. Are you? You must be referring to um, the Clarence thing I was talking about. You will have like a course. A course class where you teach people. Oh, do I have a course class where I teach people? I have. Um, I do have a course. Um, check in link in bio, link in pro profile. I have. Um, I have one where I break down my specialty, which is um, risk management framework, um, information system security officers. That's what I've been doing for the longest amount of time. I could just off the top of my head, I could teach people how to do it in any kind of industry. It's really the same. Um, so I have that. That class is one of my top ones. So there's that. And then another one that I have is um, how to get in the cybersecurity because I get that question a lot. So I actually wrote a couple books about it. If you don't want to spend the money to actually go through the course, which is the best way to do it. But if you don't have that money, just go to my books. Also in link in description, link in bio. Those books will tell you like a breakdown of how I've been able to get these jobs work remotely since 2014. Uh, and how, how I've been able to do cybersecurity remotely for several different companies. And some of them are like Fortune 5,000 companies, for whatever, 100 companies or whatever. Um, let me see. Let me see. Other questions. Um, Thank you all. Look into cloud computing. Yeah, you should definitely look into that, brother. <laughs> yeah, look into that. <laughs> you won't be sorry. What are my thoughts on WGU? I get this a lot. They must be promoting the hell out of WGU. WGU, I think, is, is a great move um, because 
another misconception about getting into cybersecurity or IT at a high level is that you have to go to some prestigious high uh, college. You got to go to Ivy League, Stanford, Berkeley, whatever. No. So they're just looking for you to go to an accredited college and WGU happens to fit that description. My opinion of WGU is that it's awesome. Like it's, it's an accredited college and it's a lot cheaper than some of the other organizations that are out there. Some of them are really price gouging. Um, WGU is one of the more co affordable college programs. So their, their, um, their bachelor's degree program is affordable. Their master's degree program is affordable. And from what I've seen from their curriculum, it's very exciting actually, because they, off they offer all of these certifications that you could also take in conjunction with your master's degree. And there's a dude named Chris who did it. He's like one of the more popular guys on TikTok who's blowing up right now. And he did this thing where he got a master's degree and a professional level cert and is now making six figures in, in within a year, which is, in, is unheard of. Not everybody can do that. That's, that's, that's really an outlier. He must've worked his ass off to do that. And he must be pretty talented at IT to do that within a year. That's, that's crazy. I would give you an average person. I would give them three years to do that, to get to six figures, not impossible, but with nothing going from scratch, three years, three years, six figures. And that's, you know, six, six figures. So that's much more than the average American makes. So uh, six figures is no joke. Now, let me see if I got more questions here. Thank you guys for watching. I really appreciate this. I do this. If you're curious, I do this once a week, usually on Saturday, starting at one o'clock, um, give or take a few minutes. If I'm late or setting stuff up, or got to do some family stuff. Um, I talk about how to get in cybersecurity. I talk about how to do security compliance, how to do GRC, and we just do open topics. We talk about everything related to cybersecurity. This is a regular podcast. If you're interested in going to my podcast, let me go ahead and um, pay some bills real quick and show you guys where that is at. Um, the podcast is at podbean.com, um, combo courses, podbean.com. And also I have a book about this. I'm going to show you guys everything that I'm doing right here. So you can, you don't have to stick around for this live if you don't want to, but um, this is a great opportunity to ask me questions, any kind of questions, you know, that are related to cybersecurity. But if you are just trying to hook up with me later, you know, or give some of this information at a, diff at a different time, then let me show you where that stuff is at. Link in bio, link in description. Go ahead and check this out. I'm at podbean.com. You'll find all the stuff I'm talking about here. All the stuff goes on this site right here. This is at convo courses, podbean.com. If you can't find it, go to, go to Google, type in combo courses. You'll see all my stuff there. I've got a TikTok. I've got a YouTube. All Most of my stuff is actually on YouTube. I go in very great detail on YouTube. I answer questions directly on YouTube. Um, people ask me questions on email that I still haven't answered yet, but I'll get to it. I got hundreds of people contacting me there. Um, so I, I, you know, I'll get to it when I can, but convo courses on podcasts and then Amazon. If you're interested in getting the book link in description, link in bio, um, I'll show you where you can actually find my Amazon book. Just go to amazon.com and then type in cybersecurity jobs. And there's my book right there. There's one of my books. This is this is uh, stuff that's helped me over the years. I've just boiled down everything I've been learning over the years and, and put it into one book. It's a, in paperback. It's in soft copy and it's an audio book. One of my favorite 
methods of doing um, of doing these is an audio book is read by my my man, Frank Block, who's a Canadian for all you Canadian lovers out there. <laughs> I don't know if that changes your opinion or, or, or mind about the book, but I also have one that breaks down different career paths, um, which I'm doing another um, uh, another version of this book right here. And then if you're interested in working from home, I got a third book that I'm working on right now. But the first version of it, iteration of it is right here. If you want the hard copy of it, there it is. And then I also have some other stuff here. If you want to if you want to be an ISO, which is an information system security officer, I've got books on that. Um, here's a book about how to do the NIST 853 controls. If you happen to be doing this, there's that book. And then if you want to go crazy, go to ComboCourses.com. ComboCourses.com is where my community is. It's where my, sorry, I just typed in the wrong thing. See, this is why I don't like to type live because I might type something that I don't want you guys to see. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying, ComboCourses.com. Here it is right here. I've got free stuff to download. This is my real resume. My real resume that I use. Not This is not just a template. This is a sample of my resume and then some other stuff that I think you should use for your for your book if you want to download that. I mean not for your book for your for your actual um for your actual uh getting some calls here. Sorry about that. For your actual resume, I used to offer um coaching and consulting. I'm 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 in right now I'm super busy so I don't have no time for that anymore. But I do have a ton of courses if you're interested combo courses.com some of this stuff is, you know, this is high level stuff, man. I'm, I'm not going to do you wrong if you're paying this much money to me. I know you guys work hard for your, your money. So I also have free courses. So there's free downloadable stuff as well. There's my audio books and my actual PDFs are here. If you don't want to buy from Amazon, it, you can go to combocourses.com. It's there, you know. Um, and you know what? I feel obligated to talk to you. If you bought my stuff, I'm like, man, this person's serious. I'm going to talk to this person. You have any questions whatsoever? I'm gonna talk to you. You know what I mean? So I will address it. I'll make a video out of it or whatever. So that is how to contact me. That's how to keep in touch with this. This is not just this live. This is not a one-time thing. I've been doing this for years. If you've been, if you're like liking this content, if you're liking these questions, if you want to get involved with this community, then yeah, there's a lot more stuff going on here. Let me see. There's a, oh my lord, so many questions. Like TikTok is. I gotta admit, TikTok is pretty fire, man. I gotta <laughs> TikTok is is crazy. Last week I had a hundred people watching me on TikTok. I've been doing YouTube for the better part of six years, and I get eleven people watching me on TikTok. I had a hundred people watching me last week. One hundred people were watching me, asking me questions about IT and cybersecurity. I don't know what's going on, but wow, I'm blown away. Uh, let me see. Um, wow. Thank you. I've been working. I've, it, I've been work. I've been out of work in the medical, uh, due to medical issues. Um, the, so for free is a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. So that's why I offer free stuff. I know people are in different situations. So yeah, I got some free stuff, some free downloads. So I got free lessons on that site. Combo courses is no joke. So um, is there a free course on training programs? I have a free course on combo courses. It's talking about the stuff I'm talking about now. I just go into a little bit greater detail about my philosophy on how to get into cybersecurity. So that's a free course. 
I've got free courses uh, about um, some of the security compliance stuff. If, if you're like interested in it, but you're like, you don't really know. I've got some free entry level courses that you can like take it to see if this is what you want to do. You know, I've got some tons and tons and tons of free stuff on YouTube. If you go to YouTube or actually some of it's on Facebook, too, but most of it's on YouTube. My entire library is on YouTube. Go to YouTube, type in combo courses and whatever you want to learn. And I will. I, there's almost most of the stuff I've talked about if it's dealing with cybersecurity. Um, are you cybersecurity remote? Yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah, I've been working remotely as cybersecurity. If you're interested in working remotely on cybersecurity, um, check out my book on cybersecurity working remotely. Link in description, LinkedIn, link in bio. But I could tell you the way I've been able to do it is to put keywords on my resume and to um, market myself on LinkedIn, on Monster, on Dice, on um, Career Builder. Basically, take your top 10 job aggregators and post your cybersecurity resume on all those things. The main thing is to get your cybersecurity resume tight. And that's what I teach people how to do in my book, in my courses, in these in these one on ones. You can ask me any question. I'll answer it. If as long as it's having to do with cybersecurity. <laughs> Okay, um, let me see. Somebody says, is there a requirement um, or knowledge before you enter these spaces? Absolutely. There. So nobody is exempt from knowing the basics, which is information technology. Everyone must know. You, you don't have to necessarily have experience to get your foot in the door, uh, but you need to have the IT experience. Um, you need to have the IT knowledge. <laughs> Contradicting myself there. So IT knowledge is knowing the common body of knowledge of how computers work, how hardware works with the software, how operating systems work, what types of operating systems are there? What's the differences between those operating systems? How do you do networking? How do you do cloud? What is cloud computing? How does it work? The basics of cloud computing. Um, what is a, a mobile device? How do they work? What's going on with those? What's the operating systems of, of just basic. These are basic things that you need to know. And one of the things that I tell people to do is go for the the CompTIA A plus. CompTIA A plus certification is a great common body of knowledge that breaks down troubleshooting of computers, hardware, software, um, applications, what programming languages are, what types there are, why do you need to know them, things like that. Um, let me see. Somebody says, if you don't have any experience, where should where should I start? Um, should I learn independently or an I or get an IT job? So you should start off by learning independently is what was what I recommend people do. You don't have to do a boot camp. You don't have to necessarily go to college. It would be best to go to college. The, the best choice you could do is to go to college and go to get a an information technology degree of some sort, because it's just in the long run. It'll be it'll make you more money and you're studying very intensely on that one field. And you can also get experience like a college is one of your best choices. So I if you have the opportunity, if you have the time, if you have the resources, do college first. If you can't, if you can't do college, it's not the end of the world. What you can do is study independently. Because you, you're not exempt. Nobody's exempt from learning information technology, the basics. What I did, my first certification was a CompTIA A plus certification. It broke down. The hardware, the software, the operating systems, how to troubleshoot them, net basic networking, basic security, and broke all that stuff down. CompTIA uh, is called CompTIA.org. 
and you go to A plus certification. If if you're interested, write this stuff down. Follow what I'm saying. If you happen to be a geek, if you already know that you don't have the certifications, you never worked in IT, but you are a geek. Like you're the person people go to to fix their computer. You're the person people go to to do malware or whatever. Then what you want to do is just take the security plus. CompTIA Security Plus, because that CompTIA Security Plus is money, period. So CompTIA Security Plus will actually get your foot in the door at certain places. That's what I would recommend you do. Um, that's where you should start. Know the common body of knowledge of information technology, and that that's where you should. That's where I would start. Knowing what I know now, that's what I would do. Okay, let me see if there's any other questions. What is an entry level job? And okay, what is an entry level job? And are most jobs remote? No, most jobs are not remote. Um, there's been a certain surge of, of remote jobs happening, but I would say probably like 13% of the jobs or less are, are actually remote, particularly in cybersecurity. An entry level job would be like a, a help desk job, a, um, a, a customer service technical job where you're taking phone calls and walking people through like a scripted uh, walkthrough of how to fix a computer. That's an entry level job. Um, help desk where you're doing basic troubleshooting of of uh, workstations or laptops or or people's mobile devices. That's a that's an entry level job for IT. Um, there are entry level jobs for computer for cybersecurity, um, but they're gonna they. It requires that you do know some IT stuff. So an entry level job, normally what they'll do is they'll they'll give you on the job training and you'll be an apprentice for a while because as a cybersecurity has multidisciplinary and there's a lot of different things to know. Even when you go to even me, when I go to a new organization, I still have to learn a bunch of stuff. <laughs> I have to have to learn all their jargon, their new processes, all that stuff. They have to literally like a baby, walk me through the new stuff I have to know for that organization. Because cybersecurity requires that you know that organization's processes in addition to the stuff you're already bringing to the table. So, hope that answers your question. Uh, let me see. What exactly do uh, what exactly do you do as a cybersecurity person? Okay, this is a, this is a good question to ask right here. What do you do as a cybersecurity person? Let me see if I can. Can I post that question? No, you can't. That's weird. Um, so cybersecurity is a very broad field. It's a very, very broad field. What I mean by that is you've got everything from very, very technical people in cybersecurity to very, very um, non-technical people, like people that have nothing to do with, with IT. They do not touch a computer. They do not do any of that stuff. So it's it's a very broad field, and it's also brought in management. So you've got people who who are just doing just entry level stuff all the way up to CIOs, CISOs, which is a Chief Information Security Officer. So there's a it's very deep and very wide. Um, so what you do, it, it depends on what organization, what what you're doing, what what your job title is, what your role. But I can tell you, I'll tell you three different. Three different uh, daily tasks of a three completely different uh, subject matter experts in I, in cybersecurity to give you an idea. So I'll tell you one that's kind of outside the beaten path that nobody talks about. One is called uh, program management. 
So program managers are not typically considered IT people. Um, the, these are people we absolutely need in cybersecurity, absolutely need in engineering, absolutely need in all aspects because they manage the processes that we need to do working with other organizations. So what they do on a day-to-day -day basis is meetings. They're going to do meetings with different organizations to make sure that everybody's on task. So they've got to get with the IT department to make sure that the sorter, the, the servers are ready to go and have uh, that are connected to the internet. And then they got to talk to the cybersecurity department to make sure that the security controls are on those systems that are already connected to the internet. Then they've got to make sure that uh, say the software developers have developed this, the software that's going to be put on those servers. They've got to, their task from day to day is to meet with each one of those organizations to make sure everybody is doing what they're supposed to do in sequence to make sure the, the deliverable at the end, the product, the service, whatever is delivered properly. That's, that is a program manager. That's what their day looks like. That's what they do. And they're not considered a cybersecurity person, but they're definitely part of our team and they're absolutely needed. They, they don't, they're not technical at all. They don't know any IT. They don't know any, barely any engineering. They know the process. They know what has to happen, but they don't, they're not, they're not technical. Okay. That's, that's a program. And they make a hundred thousand, by the way, they make six figures or more. Uh, as a program manager. What I mean is their range is from some, anywhere from 65,000 upwards of 200,000. That's a program manager can make good money. Okay, so it's no joke. Then let us let let me take you to the, the typical person that people normally think of as an IT, as a cybersecurity person. Every, the one everybody knows about, a, a pen tester. <clears throat> a pen tester is basically a hacker. Uh, what they do is they look at they're looking at the system, the network, the organization from the perspective of somebody who's going to attack it. So they're going to run with authorization. They're going to run different software and tools and techniques to see if they can break in or infiltrate that organization. They're going to use social engineering techniques. That means they'll send like a they might send like a, an email to that organization. And and it'll be a fake email that looks real. It looks like it's really coming from that organization or really coming from the government and has all the right things. And then they'll have like a little link or they'll have some kind of downloadable. And they're expecting people within the organization to click it so that about malware can be uploaded so they can get into the network. So they're literally hacking the network. They have to know. Sometimes they have to know coding. They have to know all the tools to and tricks that you use to break into a network. They're very technical. Their day looks like. Their day looks like what you would think, like they're on a computer attempting to hack into a network. That's a pen tester. That's very different from a program manager. Then you've got what I do, GRC. That's governance, risk, and compliance. What I do on a day-to-day -day basis, my ultimate goal is to make sure the organization maintains their security and lowers the risk. So we want to make sure that we're preventing those hackers from coming into the network. We want to make sure that everybody in the organization is doing what they're supposed to do, like removing vulnerabilities, like posting pat, putting installing patches, reconfiguring systems. We want to make sure that if there's something we can't fix, we got to figure out, OK, when can we fix this? So a lot of times we have to get with certain organizations to make sure we can fix it properly. I, that means I'm doing a lot of meetings. I'm doing meetings. I'm doing documentation uh, to make sure that uh, we have documented security controls. I'm, I'm taking 
I'm doing continuous monitoring all the time. That means I'm doing scans. I'm reviewing scan data. I'm looking at things like Splunk, things like ArcSight, things like Seam technology, logs to make sure, okay, is there any viruses in this network? Is there anything going? And if there are, if there's incidents, I'll report this to another organization. I'll talk to another organization that can that can fix that, working with them to make sure that we fix different holes in the network. So those are three different, that's only three. There's many other aspects of cybersecurity. There's a crypto analyst who all they do is crypto cryptography. Um, cryptography is encrypting data. So they have to know super deep math. They have to know super hard, complex mathematics. <laughs> so um, these are very specialized people and they're hired a lot by cybersecurity, organiz uh, cybersecurity organizations hire them. The government hires them. Um, research firms hire the, these guys, but they're considered part of cybersecurity. Uh, another field of cybersecurity is, um, let me see, another one would be um, uh, assessors, auditors and assessors. These guys, what they do is they'll scan a network and um, they're doing interviews with the organization. They're uh, looking at the organization's documentation to make sure everything is good. And then they're evaluating in that and then they give their final report to the actual organization to make sure that the risk is not is not too bad. And if it is too bad, then the organization has to fix it. So there's many, many, many different types of parts and pieces to cybersecurity. It's not just one. So everybody's tasks look different. Hope that answers your question. Um, oh my Lord, there's so many questions. This is insanity. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Man, TikTok is crazy. Um, let me see. Somebody said, Kenya said, wow, thank you. Um, I've been out. Okay, that's the free thing. Sorry, I'm reading the same questions over and over again. All right, guys, I think that's it. I've been talking for about two hours. I'm going to call it quits on here. Um, stay tuned next week for me uh, and uh, we'll talk more about cybersecurity. But if you if you missed this, this is going to be uploaded on YouTube. It's going to be uploaded on my um, on my podcast um, link in description, link in bio. All of this stuff is going to be here. Don't don't worry if you missed this, if you want to watch it later or whatever. Um, and also, if you didn't know, I've got books about everything. If you're trying to get into cybersecurity, I've got a breakdown of books. I've got free stuff that you can download. Go to comp, go to combocourses.com. Go on my link link in description. You can get all the stuff from there. All of the stuff is accessible. Um, so this is not a one-time thing. You didn't miss anything. I I, po I repost everything. You'll see all these things of me answering questions reposted um, throughout the course of this. So um, it, just follow me, Combo Courses, on YouTube, on TikTok, and that's the way to, best way to catch me. So that's it, guys. Um, thank you for watching. I really appreciate it. Thank you for everybody on YouTube. Really appreciate you guys. And thank you, everybody on TikTok. Really appreciate it. I am out of here. It's been a long day. Thanks a lot. Okay, I still have some people watching, listening to me on Podbean. Um, I'm going to be reposting this, this whole conversation really soon. Um, thank you guys for all the people who do watch this live. It's not many people I know, but um, from time to time I do these live. And um, a better quality video will be posted 
of everything I just said, um, everything we talked about, everything we discussed. And again, if you want to contact me, you can contact me at comments. Just put it. I'll type it right in here for people who are watch, listening to this live. It's contact at convocourses.com. Contact at convocourses.com. And then if you want to actually connect to our whole organization, um, into our entire community, I apologize for the quality of these lives. But um, a better one will be coming. I'm going to repost this. Convocourses.com. There's Convocourses.com. And thank you for watching. Wow, did I not did I not end this? I didn't end this thing. <laughs> wow, I was I was literally talking. I thought this was over and I'm sitting here talking. I'm talking on uh on my my laptop over here. Cuz I have I do a live on my actual podcast. And I I thought that I ended this and I didn't. So good thing I wasn't doing anything illegal on here. Thank <laughs> you.